0: Then, uh, his sister bought a place in West Virginia, but it was fine, and it was okay. So what the Lord has done with us is to um, yeah. do nursing homes wherever we end up. <laughs> so it's been uh, Florida all the way down to Pahokee, and then North Carolina around the uh, Charlotte area. Okay. This is Debbie Hi. Debbie.
1: You know, we just started.
2: Every uh, it
1: started. Uh, just want to say a couple of things. It's so good to be back in Salt Springs. Nice. And uh, I want to thank the Lord for Linda uh, carrying on through the summer. And we're back for the six and a half months. And we'll be having our Wednesday night worship service every. Wednesday night at 7.30. And uh, I'm looking for God to do some great things this year. I thank the Lord that He's already working in Melissa's life. Helen and, and Linda and Don. And I'm sure He's working in your life, Debbie. And, uh, you know, we need to expect great things from our God, don't we? We need to expect great things, and uh, uh, He will answer our prayers. I know that He's answered my prayers in many ways this year. Uh, look forward to coming back to Salt Springs and and seeing what God's going to do. You know, we need Jesus in this resort. You know, we, we can enjoy everything, and we have some wonderful benefits here, But if we leave Christ out of what we're doing in our life, then our life is not going to be what God would have us to be. And if we're not living the way God wants us to, then we are not experiencing walking in His presence. You know, the presence of the Lord. The Bible says that in His presence is fullness of joy. Now that's something that we lack.
2: This, this resort
1: lacks This whole world and our families is joy. joy. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. Right. Right. And so if, uh, if we don't have that joy, then we're really missing out. That's true. And sometimes we have to be careful because people can hinder us. And people can be like carrying baggage. But we're also called to help those that want to be helped. Now, if we try to help people that don't want to be helped, then we are just actually wasting our time. That's true. But I believe that God has put Pastor Nikki and I here in this resort. I believe He we bought the place down there a couple years ago, and uh, I just have a peace about everything. Now. Some people don't know what peace is. But you know, if you can't go to bed and know it's well with your soul, you don't have the peace that Jesus said that He gives us. That's right. So I'm going to open up with prayer and we're going to sing a few songs. and Hopefully we've got a good message for you tonight. Father, we thank You for this time. We thank You, Lord, that You've given us this place that we can worship You. And that we can send our services out to so many people that knows us. And we just pray right now for your Spirit to move in a mighty way. And we pray, God, that most of all, that we would share the love that you have given your people. That we can be a light in a dark place. And that we can do all things in love. I know, Lord, you're not very proud of us preachers when we preach with anger in our hearts. So let there be love and let there be truth tonight in Jesus' name. And let everybody say, Amen. 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 We're going to sing the song on page 25 We made your major songbook. It's called, How Great Thou Art. Okay? All right. By the way, we love you tonight.
2: Yeah. We love you too.
1: Amen. <laughs> hey we're Debbie. so late you your back. Daddy, you have got such a wonderful spirit on you.
2: Oh, thank
0: you. Hey, we
1: need more of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Thank you all. You can sing along with us. Given up. And you know, even young people are given up. Suicide rate is up. There is su- suicide. Spirit just roaming about seeking whom it may true. But
2: I thank God that I
1: know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. I thank God that I know that my Redeemer liveth. I thank God that no matter what I go through, I know that my Lord said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. And I praise Him this afternoon that I'm able to be here today and to be with people that want to know more, Want to be fed by the Word of God. And I tell you, it is so wonderful to see you here tonight. I know it's our first night. And, you know, I just thank God that you're here. But I want to thank God for the people that watch. And every every time we live stream, they're watching. And I praise God. I thank the ones from West Virginia, for the little church we started up there. They're watching tonight. And i just want to say i love you but i love everybody here at salt springs
2: yes on do. the resort Amen. and i
1: tell you what love never fails that's right and you know we we're going to face resistance god's people are going to face resistance people are going to judge us people are going to say things about us they shouldn't but we need to hold our head up high because we know where we were and where the Lord has brought us to. <laughs> and there's no turning back for me. Right, I'm on my way to heaven and I want to see everyone that I can get in touch with to tell them that Jesus loves them yes. and he wants them to be with Him. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Does anybody have a testimony? Anybody have a testimony? Well, I was coming down. My yeah. Gosh,
2: Cincinnati, I think I told you all about it. My brakes started going out. Oh Jesus! I said I gotta make it through Kentucky, Tennessee, and Georgia. Just please please, let me make it here. Well, I'll be darned. He helped me make it here, and I didn't have another squeal from the brakes, and I made it. You know, i made it. Amen. Thank God. He watches over us all the
1: time. Jesus knows how to take care of His own. He sure does. No, Don. We don't. Never need to forget that God knows how to take care of His people. Yeah. And God knows how to take care of our enemies, also. Yes. And you know what? The battle is not no. with flesh and blood. No. But there's a spiritual warfare going on, and I'm telling you, if we're not prayed up and seeking the will of God and filled with the Spirit of the Lord, Satan will he'll he does come up. That's right. He does come up. <laughs> so let's go. Yes.
2: Come on up here and give a
1: testimony. I just...
2: You know, this summer, um, I just thank the Lord for the messages that he gave me and for the opportunity that he gave me to minister. Um, Even though um, there weren't people here, um, I just felt him with me and I felt that it was strongly, it was something that I was to do. And the live stream really helped because Mm a lot of people watched live stream. Um, I also want to thank the Lord that a park model that I've had my eye on for months and months and months, and I thought, there's no way I'd ever be able to get that. And God just opened doors. I didn't even have to knock on a the door. They just kind of opened. To we got blessed. Um, it's an older park model, but I, I kept on telling Mike, I said, you know, we have two RVs. We've got the road truck and we've got the big diesel pusher and I said, I'm tired of having a steering wheel in my living room. I said, I I want something. If we're going to stay here, if this is going to be our home, which we are full time here. I said, I want something that's more like a house. And God has blessed us um, in a way that we could not have done it. I give him all the glory. I give him all the praise. Mm -hmm. And you know, that scripture that says, um, when you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. It's, right? it's true. Because that was a I walked by it with my dog, Barney. His real name is Barnabas. I named him out of And I looked at it <laughs> and said, I really like that. And then Clay and Laura were cleaning the houses around here. They were over there one day cleaning. And I walked by and I said, I really want to see what that looks like inside. This was months ago. And I said, yeah, come on in. And I looked because I heard they remodeled it. And I thought, oh, this is really nice. But... You know, again, I dismissed it, um, but he does. He gives you the desires of your heart when you delight and put them first. And I just, I love Jesus. I, I pray for the people in this resort. I want to see people know Jesus and find the peace and the joy, Amen. and the fulfillment that only He can provide. You can't find it through drugs. You can't find it through alcohol. You can't find it through anything else but through a great relationship. Amen you for doing the
1: sermons because they were very, very good things. Yes, and you reach people and, you know, I've always said, whatever effort we make, if we can bring one person to the Lord. Just think if every Christian would bring one person to the Lord, how many more people of God would have on this earth? It'd be wonderful. Be wonderful. Be wonderful. Yeah. Let's uh, before we bring the message tonight. Let's turn to page 24 and let's sing "When the Savior Reached Down for Me." Have you ever found yourself between a rock and a hard place? Mm-hmm. Have you ever, ever resources run out and you're left holding the empty bag? Mm-hmm. And you know when we. When we looked up, He was looking down. And no matter how deep a hole that we dig, uh, no matter how deep a hole we dig, would you go ahead and say something?
0: No matter how big a hole we dig, the Lord is able to reach down and pull us out. Amen. When I was saved 45 years ago, that's exactly the way I felt. Like I was on the way to hell. And the Lord showed me that He wanted me to serve Him, to love Him, to be one with Him. And He brought me out of that hole. I was heaven. The other morning, when I woke up, you know, sometimes the Spirit of the Lord will sing songs in your spirit. Huh? And the, the other morning it was, It's bubbling, it's bubbling, it's bubbling, it's bubbling in my soul. They're singing and laughing since Jesus made me whole. Folks don't understand it, um, <laughs> but I can't keep it quiet. It's bubbling, 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 bubbling day and night. Amen. <laughs> All right, page
1: twenty-four.
0: When, when the save? Can you remember?
1: Can you remember? Whenever you called out for the Lord. I can't forget it. October 28, 1987, 9.30 in the morning, I dropped on my knees in a horse pasture outside of Dallas, Texas. I quit running, and when I looked up, he reached out. And when I said, God, I can't make it without you no more. And so I asked him to forgive me of my sins, and my goodness alive. Whenever I got through weeping and just I felt so clean. Amen. I've never felt so clean in my life in my spirit, in my soul. I just thank God for that day.
0: Coming oh. up on a birthday. Yes. Let's sing. <laughs> when my Savior reaches down for me. Uh-huh. Oh,
1: sometimes you wonder why we don't keep telling the story of how Jesus changed our life I was a man not proud of it but I was a man on drugs I was an alcoholic and I was a whore mother I cheated on my wife I've done so many things I'm not proud of none of that but we must never forget where we were when the Lord stepped in and changed our That's life. Right. And I tell you that only Jesus can change life. Amen. Right. I can't change yours and you can't change mine. You can pray for me. But only Jesus can change a life.
0: Only Jesus.
1: And I tell you it's our desire to see more people turn to Amen. the Lord. You know, we Sometimes we don't give the message out right. I remember when I first started preaching many years ago that I preached with anger. I wanted people right then to to straighten up and repent. And, and you know what? I, I didn't win nobody to Christ that way. And one night the Holy Ghost spoke to me. Oh,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I can hear you better. You're helping me. You're helping you. That's right. One night, the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, I'm a God of love. And you're a child that was born again and forgiven through love. Amen. I changed your life because I loved you. And I didn't bring up anything in the past. Because all things become new and sometimes we fall back a little bit. But you know, God is faithful. He is faithful. He has many times I've seen where I have done things the wrong way. But you know, it's so good to hear His voice and say, you're wrong. And when you admit you're wrong, you know God is looking for repentance.
0: Yeah,
1: that's right. He's looking for repentance in in this nation. Yes, There is no repentance. Uh-huh. And we used to think that we were a God-fearing nation, but we're not. We're not a God-fearing nation. No. In God we trust. We printed on our money. But I want to tell you, our forefathers, they were led by the Spirit of God with with the Constitution and everything they wrote up. And somehow we, in our family values, I just, I, I, I remember when I was little how people on Sunday would come and mom would have fried chicken and everything. She'd pull a sheet over the over the table and people pull a sheet back and get them a piece of fried chicken and mashed potatoes and green beans. And the family, I, I just, Where has it all went? It's because we forgot the one that brought us to where we are. That's right. And I want God to remind me every day that I totally, I totally need Him. I want to be reminded every day that I live and move and have my being in Christ Christ Jesus. Amen. And I want to see people in this resort. I'm not going to down people for what they're doing in this part, but I would like to see them come to Christ. Amen. I would like to see it, a revival come through this part. Amen. But if it don't, I'm still going to obey God. That's right. I'm still going to bring forth the Word of God because that's what He commissioned me to do. And and I'm going to love people. Amen. And not... not for how nice they are to me. You know, I just had to go and speak to some folks just a few minutes ago because we're having a worship service and see, there's no fear of God anymore. And in love, I just asked them to tone it down. You know, you have to do it all in love. And one guy said, well, I said, I don't want y'all to get mad at me. But would you tone it down when we're trying to worship the Lord? He said, well, if I was mad, I would take you out in the middle of the floor here and I'd tear into you. And I said, well, that'd be all right, but I'm going to love you and not fight you. (laughs) And so that that put a co to all of it. But (laughs) anyway, there's no fear of the Lord like the Shaker. There really isn't. And you know what? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I want to know what God's plan for my life is. I want to follow that plan. And so we moved from Jacksonville, not knowing where we were going or what was going to happen. But somehow the car came past uh, Keystone Heights where we were thinking about getting something and it came come all the way down that lonesome straight Highway 19 to this resort and so we pulled in and we asked if we could look around and we come looking and there was our place (laughs) see God has a plan we may not understand his plan to begin with but God has a plan and I know his plan is for us to be here And I'm glad you're here tonight. Amen. I'm glad. Amen. Aren't you glad you're alive? Amen. You know what? With all the trouble that's going on and all the pressure and everything around us closing in, we can still rejoice because we're loved. Amen. We're loved. And no matter what we've done, listen. We need to quit kicking ourselves and start asking God to help us overcome whatever got us down in the first place. Amen. Because we are more than overcomers through Christ that overcame the world for you and me and everyone else. If you have your Bibles, we're going to go to Acts, the 17th chapter and the 28th verse. And uh, just going to read a few scriptures tonight. But it's so important that we understand. Acts 17. That
0: 17.
1: Acts 17, 28. Okay. It's so important for us to realize that every good thing comes from Jesus.
0: Amen.
1: Jesus, the Son of God, that was sent to this earth. Now listen, God just didn't come up with a plan. This plan was before the foundation of the world because God knew that we were going to fall. Amen. And so, Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Ghost had a plan. And it's God's plan. We don't understand that plan most of the time. I don't. But I've learned to trust Jesus. I've learned to trust Jesus because I found out that when I put my trust in people, sometimes, most of the time, I get let down. And it's good to have friends, but sometimes you just need to trust more in Jesus than your friends yes. or your family. Amen. Amen. Thank you for the amen. Yes. To know Jesus is to know why you exist.
0: Amen.
1: We exist to bring glory to God. And I'm so sick and tired of hearing people say, it's my life, it's my body, I'll do what I want to. When we belong to the Lord, He created us. And when we get saved, we die to ourselves. Acts 17.28 says, In him we live and move and have our being. In Jesus we're breathing air tonight.
2: Amen.
1: He's the one that puts food on the table. Amen. Yes,
2: sir.
1: He's the one that gave you that home. Amen. A nice home. I went over and looked at it. Very nice. He's the one that Helen gave you. Such a beautiful place you have. And he's brought you through some hard times, hasn't he? Well, i got news for you. The hard times are not over with. In him we live and move and have our being. I was a man at one time that only cared about what I wanted. And I hurt a lot of people <coughs> until I was born again. And that's why it's important. We need to know that we're born again. That's right.
0: That's right.
1: Not just a head feeling or a heart feeling, but a genuine born again. As Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. And Nicodemus said, well, I'm an old man. I can't crawl back in my mother's womb. Jesus said, you don't understand. You're thinking karma, and I'm talking to you about spiritual things. And that's what God's people needs to start walking in. Walking in the spiritual things, setting our affection on things above. Hallelujah! I think about when I get to heaven. The first one I want to see is Jesus. That's right. amen. People talk about casting your crowns at His feet and falling at His feet. No. Well, listen. I'll tell you how I feel about my Lord and Savior. I'm going to run and give Him the biggest bear hug that I can give Him. I want to love Him. I want to look Him in the eyes and say, Thank you for helping me amen. get home.
2: Amen. And
1: that's, listen, we're on a journey. Yeah,
2: yep.
1: We're on a journey. Melissa, you're on a journey. Right now, you're writing a new chapter in your book. You're on a new journey. But God is with you. And if you keep focused, keep focused that the Lord only gives you good things. That's right. And sometimes Satan gives us presents too. And so we need to understand that if you will pray before you make decisions, all of us... If we'll pray and make sure it's the Lord talking to us, because we got two voices coming in both sides of our ears. That's right. And we need to discern between the good and the bad. We need Jesus. Galatians 2 and 20. Galatians 2 and 20. The life which I now live. You
0: I want to read it? I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yes. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me. And gave himself for me. Mm -hmm. Let me ask
1: y'all. This is a fair question. I ask myself. The life that we're now living, are we living a life in Christ? Amen. Or are we living a life one foot in the world, one foot trying that don't work. Chinese proverb He who straddles the fence and splits his bridges. <laughs> Only you and I can answer that question truthfully. What is our goal? What do we want in life? Do we want the things of God? Or are we uncertain about what we really want? Now, I knew when I pulled into this resort and saw that lot, 466, the Holy Ghost spoke to my heart and hers at the same time. And we called the number on that and we bought it right then. Because I believed that God had a purpose for these two old people to be here in this resort. Now, it's not really easy getting adjusted to a diesel pusher motorhome with four slide outs, it seems like a lot of room, but when you live five and a half months in West Virginia and you've got an office and you've got a big kitchen, you've got a big living room and big bedroom and all of that stuff, and screened in porch on the front and screened in porch on the back. And when you get back, you have to adjust. And that's what's important for you and me to learn how to do, is to adjust to things that come up. If you're following Christ, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to be willing give up things. to give up things. Right. But nothing you ever give up can compare to what God will reward you with Amen? Amen. Amen. Nothing that we give up is to be compared to obedience to what God would have us to do. I'm going to let Pastor Nikki finish this.
0: And I would say that that obedience comes out of a desire to please the Father because when you realize how much you're loved, you don't want to do anything that would displease your father. You want to please him, don't you? Amen. I always wanted to please my dad, and in our marriage, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> in our marriage, Buck and I both work at pleasing each other most of the time. <laughs> Sometimes the flesh gets in the way but it's our job to live in Christ because really that's the path of blessing. Jesus said that apart from me you can do nothing. And he said, abide in me. And since he also said that we were created for good works and we can't do those good works apart from him, I want to abide in him and do the works that he's ordained for me to do. Sometimes I've said to him, Father, I want to complete whatever you have for me to do. I don't want to shorten my life or shortchange what you intended for my life. And I know he'll answer that prayer, because like you said, Linda, he gives us the desires of our heart. So... What we need to do is, you know, what Paul was telling the Greeks about God, he was telling the heathen that the unknown God they were talking about, that they had, I don't know what they set up as, maybe it was a big rock that said the unknown God. And Paul said, do you know who this unknown God is? And he was telling them that, God is the one who created them, created everything there is. There is nothing, nothing in this world. Everything you see around you is God. God has created it. Jesus spoke it into being from nothing, the Bible says. He made Adam out of the dust of the earth, and then he made woman out of the side of Adam. God is able to do anything to heal our bodies. And he, Paul, wanted these people to understand that Jesus is the one that they were seeking. God says, if you'll seek me with all your heart, you'll find me. And the Son of God was the one who came and paid the price for our sin that we might have eternal life. Life in Christ. In Jesus. If you're in Jesus, spiritually, then you are in, you have the mind of Christ, you're in his mind, you're in his joy, you're in his thoughts, you're in, we are in Christ completely. We don't realize, and I don't think sometimes, that we we can walk in him, abide in him, be full of him, be full of love and joy and peace, all of the fruit of his spirit, and be connected to him every day. That's what he wants, that by his spirit. He said we must eat of his flesh and drink of his blood. Now that turned the Israelites off, the leaders thought, my, what a thing to say. But what Jesus meant was, you need to abide in me. Just be one with me. He prayed that the Father would make us one with him and with the Father, that we'd all be one. And it's all to show forth the kingdom of God, the kingdom of love to the world. This world is in such a mess, and we know that. But if each person were in Christ, wow, greed wouldn't exist. Selfishness wouldn't exist. You would have Christ, his heart, and you would do everything in love. You would give way to your sister or your brother. you say, oh, I hadn't thought of that. And you would... Bend with them in love. You'd listen in love. Today, what happens? They don't want to hear what you have to say. Others, their way is the right way. Or they tell you, take the highway if you won't take my way. But if you're in Christ, you're like him. And we're becoming more and more like him as we abide in him. It's only when we allow the flesh to act up that we don't look like Christ. But if we're born again, we are born of His Spirit. And then through the Spirit showing us where we're wrong, where we need to repent, as Pastor Buck said, you know, the Word says that if we... um, Let me read it from the Scriptures here. First John First John 1 John knew the the savior so well loved him so much and if you read the book of first John you'll see the love of Jesus he says if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And I've heard someone say, keep short accounts. The minute the Spirit of God shows you up, you know, you need to go to that person and tell them you're sorry. I remember one time I was in a shop buying a thread to uh, do some embroidery work. And I got short with the the, um, Cashier. cashier. And I walked out, I was in the mall, and I walked out, and the Spirit of God says, you didn't treat her right, you go back, and you apologize. <laughs> I said, but Lauren, it, I, didn't, I didn't say much. And he said, it was the tone of your voice. <laughs> I said, okay. So I went back and apologized. And I was able to tell her why I was apologizing. She was kind of amazed that I, you know, you know we overlook people that, that get short with us or impatient. But, and she said, oh, I didn't think anything of it. I said, no, the Lord showed me that I wasn't being loving and patient and kind. I said, I'm a Christian and I want to please God with my life. And so he told me to come back. Tell you that I'm sorry. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, we need to abide in Christ as much as we can, and prayerfully we just become so, so joined with Jesus, so com- just completely communing with Him about everything, realizing that we don't have to perform. We don't have to do things to please our Father. I remember one time I was uh, disappointed in spending money that I didn't think I should have spent. I took time away. I went to play tennis. And when I came back, I had three bathrooms to clean. I had dinner to prepare, and I had homework the kids' homework assignments. I was a teacher at the time. And I went to bed, like, you know, you want to go to bed and suck your thumb, just crawl up in a ball. And uh, so I started talking to the Lord about it. And I was only a Christian of about three years at the time. And then I listened to what the Lord said, and he said, Mickey, I'd love you if you never did anything. If you just lay here in bed the rest of your life. Man, that love energized me. I popped out of bed, got those bathrooms clean, got dinner ready, put in some laundry, and graded all my kids' papers. (laughs) Love energizes, doesn't it? You know, when you you know that you're one with the Lord, He's happy with you, He, He loves you, He cares about you. So over the years, it's been 45 now, he's been teaching me more and more that he wants to be a part of everything in my life. Everything that I think, everything that I do say, everything that I say, he wants it to be, he wants me to trust and abide in him and know that who I am, I don't have to be like anybody else, That who I am is going to be an expression of Jesus in me. And it's Jesus in us, that's our glory. Christ in you, your hope of glory. We're going to share his glory. So, as we think about how all of mankind gets their life from Jesus, before we were born again, we didn't realize it. We thought it was us. And we, we put God out there somewhere, most of us. Some said, oh, there's no God. But that's really ridiculous. <laughs> but we said, God's out there, and I have to run my life. I have to do the best I can. And and so we start on the treadmill. <laughs> and we go to school, and we get a degree, and we work and teach we get married we have kids and we say is this all there is and then the lord shows us i've been here all the time i created you i created you to be one with me i created you to just breathe me and i care about everything in your life and he brings you to the point of full surrender of self and becoming all that he intended for us to be in Christ. As we surrender, we repent of going our own way, of being selfish, of not letting God be God in our lives, loving him with all of our heart, which first commandment, and loving others as we love ourselves. We all fail at that, but God in his mercy, in his grace, and his love, sent his son to die in our place. And then he opens individually, he opens our eyes to the truth. And as we come to realize and we surrender and repent and ask Jesus into our hearts, then he goes to work. And we're becoming all that he wants us to be. And we can have as much of Him as we want if we'll just abide in Him. We live spiritually in Christ. We breathe because of Christ. And we have our being because of Christ. And you know, it's true for each and every person on this earth. And one day we'll all stand before him and he'll say, I created you. What did you do with your life. And I want to be able to say, I turn my life over to you. And I am righteous in you, Jesus. I am whole and complete in you. And I did the works in you that you ordained. But those who (coughs) who turn away from him say, no thanks, I want to go my own way. He's the light. If they don't want him, they have darkness. He's love. If they don't want love, what are they going to get? Hate. And I could go on and on, but you get the idea, don't you? Life is in Christ. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's goodbye. I hope I didn't go on too
1: long. <laughs> the important thing all of us need to get from tonight I is that like we are, okay. we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes. And the Lord didn't promise us it'd be easy. Mm-hmm. The old song says, "Why me?" Well, why not? Right. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, I think about Jesus and all we went through. You know, people can hurt us through so bad. Rejection. When we love someone, they don't love us back. Right. It
2: happened to Jesus. Excuse me. It happened
1: to Jesus. Everything that we go through, he went through except for sin. He never sinned. So I want to say this tonight in closing. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. We are one of a kind. There's nobody just like you, Linda. Debbie. Nobody just like you, Don. Alice. You're so special. <laughs> Even a twin is not the same. And I'd like to close with giving you an invitation. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior. If you're watching through this live stream. and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior. Only you know if He's tugging at your heartstrings, And you know you need a different life than what you live. Mm-hmm. And He's got His arms outstretched saying, come unto me, and I will give you rest. Amen. And if there's someone here that wants prayer, if you'll come up right now, I'll anoint you with all. For whatever reason, I'll be happy to do that. So we am wait just a minute for you to make that choice. Play something. You speak into your heart. Now is the time to give in. Thank you for coming tonight. Appreciate meeting you, Daddy. Thank, thank you, God. Um, thank you, Linda, my beloved soldier. Let's go to page 13. And let's continue with this song today. Thank you for coming. You might want to spread the word every Wednesday at 7.30. No matter who comes or who comes, we're going to be here. Lord willing.